Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, better than this. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this shit. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Friday edition of the show. This show is being streamed live on Twitch Thursday night, and we're also joined by the J.C. Cornell, founder and CEO of the Draft Network. We're going to fight about wide receivers today. We're going to put these things into the tier maker machine and rank them and it should get fun and heated here on this podcast. Kyle, welcome. How are we doing? Thank you, Joe. I'm excited to get back into a live live podcast. We have not done one of these in a really long time. We actually have a pretty buzzing group with us, considering it is uh, coinciding with the NBA draft right now. And we got a nice little group of folks that are tuning in live on Twitch TV slash The Draft Network to follow along with us. And... Uh, Already we're getting great questions like, what's the best tape grinding snack? I don't know if we have any opinions on there, but we'll uh, we'll cross that bridge in just a moment because we have a very special guest with us. Our boss is here. We teased it, but JC, uh, little known fact, JC told me this before we started uh, broadcasting today. JC left dinner early to yeah, come yeah. do a Twitch stream with us, Joe. I, I don't know about you, but that makes me feel very special. J- JC, it's it's ten o'clock, brother. What what time are you eating dinner? Dude, I got kids, bro. <laughs> I gotta put my kids to bed, and then I have to have a babysitter come and sit here, and just pretend to like be here while we go to dinner. You know, they have. To, I need someone in the house to be able to leave. It's a, it's our it's our, it's our tradition. You can't just put them in was, the trunk was, or something. We were trying to have a nice dinner right down the street, and what? Said so you can't just put them in the trunk or something. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not how it works now. But um, yeah, I mean, both of you guys are married. You'll you'll experience it sometime. So, but then, yeah, like thanks for having block, me. And, so. and it's it's kind of funny. I haven't been on this show for like a year, and you happen to bring me back on. And this is my second time. And the last time, I got trashed on Twitter for my terrible wide receiver takes. And if I look back at it, they really were terrible. Well, like, really bad. We wanted to give you a chance at redemption. We're, we'll see if, if anybody wants to dig up the freezing cold take, they're more than welcome to, but I'm not going to be the one that freezing cold takes my own boss. So all I'll I, say is we get a great opportunity to get redemption with the tier maker concept, which we've been having a lot of fun with on the show on draft dudes. Now yeah. we can't talk about it for less than 45 minutes because we're a bunch of idiots and we keep signing ourselves up. But Joe, the good news is there's only 20. It's not 32. Okay. All right. So we should project to like a 33 to 35 minute show here. I'm optimistic. Yeah, so I'll take, I'm taking the over. Well, there's three of us. So, yeah. We're, 
Eric Eric says uh, putting kids in the trunk would be a very Kyle move. No lies. I'm pretty kid. sure that's his third or fourth Kyle yeah. reference of the comments already. So Yikes. he's feeling rowdy. Today. Yikes! Wow. Let's do it. Let's get this thing started. We're starting with Antonio Brown. So I'm going to let Joe start this one. JC, I'll let you start the next one as far as your initial opinion. We're working together to try and find the tier that fits for these players. There's three of us, so we're always going to have a tiebreaker. So that's very good. So, Joe, what's your initial reaction to Antonio Brown at this juncture in his career? Buffalo Bills legend Antonio Brown absolutely (laughs) belongs in the elite tier of NFL wide receivers. He's one of the best three in the game. Model of consistency really since about, you know, 2011. And um, he's the one he, – I mean, him and a couple other guys are on that short list of receivers that you legitimately don't want to have to ever play up against. Special talent, special receiver, absolutely in the elite tier. JC, any follow-up thoughts? No, yeah, for me, he's a top three, definitely top four, top three guy. Um, he's unbelievable. Um, yeah, just skip me. I, I'm not that great. Waiting for him to uh... – kind of start to show signs of slowing down, but he's not there yet, right? So (laughs) he is absolutely, positively in the elite tier, and we don't mean Joe Flacco elite. We're going to watch him on Hard Knocks, and that's going to be fantastic. Yes. (laughs) I can't wait for that. That cast of characters is going to be an absolute blast. I'm more excited for the Raiders than I was for when the Bucks were on, so... Real quick on AB, you know, this is a big change for him. He's now, what, 30? How old is he? 31? 32? 31, I believe. Yeah, he's going to be 31. John Gruden's offense, Derek Carr's at quarterback. Are we have any concerns about a drop-off in production here, or do we think it's just going to be him picking up where he's left off after that run in Pittsburgh? Well, I think the volume component of it is really going to help. Um, I can't help but think – that they're going to feed targets to Antonio Brown, as they should. But uh, they've made a lot of investments into the skill players there in Oakland to kind of bulk that up and get ready to roll because they're trying to win now. And obviously Antonio Brown being a big piece of that. I I don't think we'll, we may see a drop in efficiency, but I don't think the raw numbers will necessarily show any drop-off. I'm really excited to see how he does. You know, he's been with Ben forever. Um, Derek Carr's going to... It's a huge transition to Derek Carr, but we'll see. Um, I want to. I, I hope John Gruden can turn this thing around. I really do. I like John Gruden, obviously, as a Bucks fan, and um, I'm excited for the Raiders. I love the Mike Mayock. Mike Mayock's just great, and I, I hope they turn that team around. It's gonna be fun. All right, JC, I'm gonna do you a favor, man. We're gonna move Mike Evans up here to the front of the list. And you're going to tell me on what tier you think Mike Evans deserves to go into. Mike Evans is elite. He's an elite guy. Um, he, being in Tampa Bay, you don't get much TV time. And that guy, all he does is grind. He has a great work ethic. He just works out in the offseason, and he brings it every game, no matter who the quarterback is, no matter if it's Ryan Fitzpatrick, if it's Jameis Winston, if it's Somehow was Ryan Griffin. If it's Mike Glennon, that dude's catching balls and he's scoring touchdowns. He's elite. Joe, do you agree? 
Why didn't you want to go second there, Cal? I figured I'd hear what you have to say first. If I need to be a tiebreaker, <laughs> I'll be a tiebreaker. Um, man, so Mike Evans, model of consistency, five straight 1,000-yard seasons entering the NFL, 40 touchdowns in five seasons. I mean, he's he's been really dominant on a great offense. Is he Antonio Brown special? Is he Julio Jones special? I mean, I think that's what we're talking about when we're separating this elite tier and this great tier. I'm putting him in the great tier. This kind of goes back to, Joe, my argument for Zeke Elliott being where I had Zeke. If I separate the production that he has from the traits and the qualities that he has, I don't think he's as dynamic as some of the guys that I'm anticipating being put into the elite tier. He is very, very skilled at what he does. And he's in the perfect offense to accentuate his skills. But putting a great player into a perfect fit can yield elite production. My tiebreaker, I'm sorry, JC. No, it's fine. Actually, I wanted to go go again. I was going to say I would actually, rethinking this, kick my bias out the door. He's great because there is things that frustrate me. There's... There's a lot of catches where he is 40 yards downfield and it can be a huge touchdown and he has this tendency to run out of bounds when he like right after he catches the ball like his and there's no reason for it to happen. It's just I don't know if you guys noticed that I watch every Tampa Bay Bucks game. I agree, he's probably great. I want to cuz I'm going to take that elite away from him because of this one trait that really bothers me is he catches these long balls, and he's aware of it too. And he tiptoes out of bounds for no reason. Like, you got to keep your momentum going upfield, bro, and you got to get that touchdown, especially for the Bucks, and especially if you want Jameis Winston to continue being your quarterback. Which means Mike Evans is in the great tier officially. Great. Very good. Uh, Adam Thielen. I'm going to make the case for Adam Thielen to be also in the great tier. He has the luxury of a very dynamic guy on the other side of, of the offense and Stephon Diggs there with him. But if you watch Thielen run his routes, he's not the most elite physical talent. He's a guy, obviously, that kind of flew under the radar. Sub height for every Trevor ever. Thank you very much for the sub. Thank you. Uh, a climbing heard, heard, moment there. I've heard about that guy. Yeah, he's, he's the sub. Give sl- us a vocab word, He's bro. the vocab guy. Yeah, we need a vocab word of the night. By the way, so as I finish my pitch for Thielen and Great, we need a vocab word from every Trevor ever. Uh, Thielen, masterful route technician. He's tough. He's got phenomenal hands. He can run routes to all three levels. He can beat all kinds of coverages. He's not an elite physical talent, which is why I'm not giving him consideration to go into the elite tier. But as far as being a technician and a guy who can go into any offense as far as I'm concerned and will thrive, Adam Thielen's a great NFL wide receiver. Joe, your follow-up. There's part of me that wants to say very good. Um, I mean, because it kind of goes back to what I was talking about with Mike Evans and Antonio Brown. Like, is Adam Thielen the same caliber of wide receiver as Mike Evans? Because if we put him in the great 
category, then we're saying that it it is the case. And I think Adam Thielen is is very good. I think he's awesome in that Kirk Cousins run Minnesota offense where, you know, Kirk just does a really good job of finding completions and Thielen is so savvy at finding space. Catch percentage last year of 74%. Like, I think that he's in the best possible situation for him. I'm just not comfortable saying that he's like Mike Evans' number one type receiver. So my vote's going to go very good, although he may be one of the best 10 or 12 guys in the league. Okay. I'm just not saying he's in the same tier as Mike Evans. Just as a point of reference, he averaged uh, 14 yards per reception the year prior with Case Keenum versus what he did with Kirk Cousins and had more uh, almost as many receiving yards on uh, 22 less catches. So, JC, I'd like your tie-breaking vote here. Or maybe you think he's good or elite, and then we are totally lost, and we'll just have to split the difference. I think he's I think he's right on the on the border there. Um I think he's very good. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Cowards, both of you. Yeah, I Break very my good. Heart. I, he, he doesn't have the elite athleticism you want, but his route, route running is superb, but very good. He he only had 9 extra targets last year with with Kirk Cousins than what he did the year before with Case Keenum. Caught 22 more balls, had less than 100 extra yards. Joe, A.J. Green. A.J. Green is a great NFL wide receiver. There's probably a point in time where I would have argued for the elite category. I don't think he's quite there. Some injuries in recent years. Still a true number one receiver. When I think A.J. Green, I think Mike Evans, I think that's the spot that he belongs. Now, let's see. I mean, you want to talk about production. A.J. Green had five consecutive 1,000-yard seasons entering the league as well. He had uh, his second and third years in the league. He had 97 and 98 receptions, 11 touchdowns in both of those years. Uh, J.C., do you feel as though the ship has sailed on elite tier A.J. Green as well? Yeah, I think the ship has sailed on elite. I think he's a great wide receiver but he's on the decline um not a decline from elite he's a very he's a great wide receiver right now he's still a number one guy and you're still gonna get great stats great a lot of touchdowns out of him but yeah he's no longer elite i would put him as a great wide receiver so sub height from panther nation just sub to the stream so uh, we have have fun with Gerald McCoy. A, we have a question and a comment. Uh, every Trevor ever says AJ Green is very assiduous in his play, Joe. So as I get to the oh. question, I need you to look that up and tell us what that means. Oh. Yeah, uh, assiduous, uh, great word here. Uh, an adjective showing great care and perseverance. Oh, is the definition. he knew it ahead of time. He Googled it before before I even. Yeah, I me. I didn't know it before I saw it. Every Trevor ever gave it to me. I looked it up and had it. Queued up on the screen. The reason why I know you I need Google to follow this guy on Twitter is he, he Joe turned like bright pink there, so you knew he was <laughs> no. he was he had that in his back pocket that he was was ready to go. Uh, this is, isn't is, this isn't good that you see my face. Is AJ Green a Hall of Famer? Oh, no, not in this economy. He's, I don't think so. He's played. One, two, three, four, five, six, eight seasons has caught 602 balls for uh, 8,900 yards and 63 touchdowns. 
Yeah, I mean, if if he's a Hall of Famer, then like so is Eric Moult. It's the Hall of Very Good, I don't right? Think so. Hall of Very Very Good. I think but he's Hall of Very Good. Can you tell? Can you tell the story of football over the last ten years? And do you have to talk about AJ Green? I don't think so. AJ Green is going into the great tier. Our next receiver is Alshon Jeffrey. JC, do you have any preference on what tier Alshon Jeffrey ends up in? I think Alshon goes in the very good category. Um, I lo- So if I can throw this way back to when I used to play NCAA football, the video game. Hell yeah. My favorite team to play with was South Carolina with Marshawn Lattimore. Or not Marshawn Lattimore. Marcus Lattimore. And um, – and uh, Alshon Jeffrey, that was my favorite team. I, I loved playing with that team. Um, Alshon, I think, is a, a very good wide receiver. Um, Strong-bodied, big dude. Can br- You know, he's got some injury history, but he's a very good wide receiver. For me, uh, I think Alshon's good. Um, I know Alshon, as a big-bodied vertical guy, he does a nice job attacking the ball down the field. Alshon's had one double-digit receiving touchdown season in his career. He hasn't had 1,000 yards in over four seasons. And I understand some of that is the Eagles' offense and how they've dispersed the ball around. But for me, I look at Alshon, I look at his production, I look at where he's at in his career. He's going to be 29 years old this year, has had a long drought as far as missing top-end production. I think Alshon is a good receiver, Joe. Uh, Kyle, I'll agree there. I, I'm going to put him good here and uh, be the tiebreaker. I see the point with very good. And and honestly, like, it's weird to say for a wide receiver, but his value to the Eagles offense probably transcends what you look at, at in the box score. It just the, the roles that he can fulfill and, and the, just the spacing stuff that he helps that offense with. But I'm not sure – I'm just not sure that he's very good. I think he's – I think good's the appropriate spot. Okay. So that's probably a little eye on that. Al, yeah. Alshon mm-hmm. slotting into the good tier. Uh, next up for us is Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is on his third NFL team. Uh, he played his first three years in New Orleans, was traded to New England, then went to the Rams last year. Uh, Cooks, low key, you know, he's only 26. He'll be 26 years old this year. Uh, he already has over 5,000 career receiving yards. Uh, he's gone the last four seasons 1,100 yards, 1,100 yards, those last two in New Orleans. Uh, 1082 in New England, and then obviously traded for the first round pick to the Rams and had 1,200 yards with Sean McVay. Uh, I think for as good as the production has been for Brandon Cooks, I think he's actually a better player than what we've had the chance to see from a production standpoint because Cooks had his first year in the New England offense, and then he goes to the Rams, and the Rams pass the ball around so much and like to get the volume to Cooper Cup when Cooper Cup was healthy and Todd Gurley is a receiving back out of the backfield. I think Brandon Cooks is a great wide receiver in the NFL because I love the physical tools that he has. He's still in his athletic prime, and he's proven that he's scheme transcendent. He played in New Orleans, then he goes to New England, plays a different style, then he goes to the Rams, and he does not miss a beat. He's averaging for his career over 14 yards a catch, 32 touchdown catches in five years. Give me a great tier for Brandon Cooks. Joe, I'll kick to you first. Has any receiver in the history of the NFL ever had three consecutive 1,000-yard seasons for three different teams? That's a great question. I mean, Not sure. That, that's 
That's bonkers. And what this dude's been in the league for five years, and there's been three different first round picks invested, invested in, in him. him. Yeah, is it wild? Yeah, I mean, I think that just the point that you made, Kyle, that he's he's been a scheme transcendent player, proven it like in the in the best the biggest way anyone's ever done it, and still manages to produce everywhere he goes. Now I get it; he's played with Breeze, Brady, and Goff, right? So that certainly helps. But I'm not taking anything away from him. He's a great receiver in the NFL. JC, don't break my heart, man. No, you guys basically covered everything. I would say he he's a great wide receiver. The fact that he can just go system to system and keep having 1,000 yard seasons incredible, especially even going to the Patriots, where you know you never know what kind of scheme they're going to run. They, Bill Belichick's like a genius with over there, and uh, I just think yeah, he's a great wide receiver. He's just. I, I've watched him since you know the Pac-12 days when I was a unfortunate UCLA fan. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's a great, great wide receiver. Pour he's, one out for UCLA, dude. <laughs> you don't you don't know what's gonna happen this year, Kyle. No, I like the I like the future of that program. Chip Kelly, you never know. Yeah, I like the future of that program. Our next receiver, Devontae Adams, Joe. First thousand yard season of Devontae Adams' career, which is pretty wild to think about because he's had three consecutive seasons with over ten touchdowns. But this yeah, was the really first appreciate year he's ever you gone take, over. Yeah, appreciate you taking the, the key talking points right there uh, as you kicked it to me, Kat. That was very nice of you. Um yeah, so I was a little surprised to find that out as well. Um for me, I think he's very good. Um, I don't think that he belongs in that Mike Evans, AJ Green, Brandon Cooks spot, um, but very good. I think I, I think of him. I think of players like Adam Thielen being in that same tier. I think it's the right spot. He's certainly meshes well with Aaron Rodgers. But when I think about taking Devonte Adams off of the Packers and putting him with a lesser quarterback, I don't know that I get the warm fuzzies about him replicating double-digit touchdowns or challenging for 1,000-yard seasons. So I'm putting him in the very good spot. Yeah, this isn't very fair because I keep going like last. But I would say very good too because he has he's paired up with Aaron Rodgers. So a lot of guys would love to have Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. And I think there's two rookies last year that proved that point, how good it could be to have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. So, yeah, I would say he's a very good wide receiver. So he's locked into very good, but my vote would have been for great. Uh, Adams with his size, athletic profile, his releases from the line of scrimmage and his route running ability all really stand out to me as really plus qualities. And when you blend all of those things together into a package that's a heavy hitter, he's 210, 215. He's got some power components to his game, but he's so crafty at the line of scrimmage. So for me, my vote for those reasons and that blend and package would have been for great. But... He's locked into very good. And JC, you get to talk about Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs, oh man. I would say great. I like Stephon Diggs a lot. Are you laughing at that? Me? I lo- Oh no, I I I thought you scoffed. I thought you're like No, I'm I'm looking up my uh my talking No, I, I like Stephon Diggs a lot. Um I paid a lot of attention to the Minnesota Vikings. I, I um Stephon Diggs is a baller, man. Um he makes plays, huge plays, clutch plays. He's fast. He's. I loved him coming out of Maryland. Um, I wanted the Bucks to draft him. Um, he was on the Bucks radar, I believe, reported by like Pewter Report, and they're usually always plugged in. I had watched a bunch of tape on him, and I was like, 
yeah, this guy has a lot of injury history in college, but this guy can play. So if you, if he's available late, let's draft that guy. And sure enough, you know, Minnesota got him and he's balled out for them. So, so vote for great. Great. For me, I'll put him in very good. Uh, one thing that concerns me with Diggs, you know, JC, you talked about the injury concern that he had with Maryland, and he hasn't had those kinds of brushes yet, but he hasn't played 16 games in a single season yet. And the fact that that, that durability kind of brings him down a little bit, uh, he went over 1,000 yards for the first time this past year, but it's surprising for such a a dynamic athlete, right? JC, you mentioned he was on the radar with the Bucs and, and look back to how he played at University of Maryland, like this thrilling open field athlete. He's got these explosive qualities. He averaged 10 yards cats last year. And I understand some of that comes back to the system that Minnesota runs and how they used him and Kirk Cousins and his tendencies as a passer. But if I'm going to put him in that great tier, I need to see him take that next step, which he's perfectly capable of because he's a supreme physical talent. It's just a matter so, of stay healthy for him, for me. Kyle, let me let me counter your point and say, what if you swap Devontae Adams with Stephon Diggs on the on the Packers and had Aaron Rodgers throwing balls to Stephon Diggs? Then I think the system would allow him to open up some more production for sure. Just you know. But can he stay healthy? Can he stay healthy? Can he stay healthy? Mm-hmm. Joe, you are the tie breaking vote. If you put him in elite then he's going in great. If you put him in great, he's going in great. You put him in very good, he's going in very good. You put him in good, he's going in very good. No pressure. Uh, I'm putting him in – yeah, no, I'm putting him in the very good tier. Um, Would have liked to have seen better production. Not that he's had bad production, but maybe better production over a longer period of time here for me to, like, start putting him in, like, the tier of Brandon Cooks and A.J. Green and Mike Evans. So, to me, I'm comfortable with that that very good tier where we currently have Thielen, Adams, and Diggs. Okay, so I'm going to lead off. This is, if you're viewing the Twitch stream, you're seeing Doug Baldwin, but this is actually Juju Smith-Schuster that we're going to talk about. Juju (laughs) Smith-Schuster is going to be 23 years old this year, already has 245 career receptions, 2,343 career receiving yards, and 14 touchdowns in two years, and he's turning 23. Bonkers production to this point in his career. I liked him coming out of USC, but I didn't see this coming. I thought he was like one of those like physical big slot guys, but he has just absolutely thrived. This will be a great litmus test year for him because Antonio Brown's no longer on the other side of the line of scrimmage. So uh, for me, I'm going to put Juju in the great tier because he's had great production. He's an exciting young talent. He's proven that his style of play is translating to the next level. And JC, I'll kick to you next. Want to hear your thoughts on Juju? Yeah, so I would love to put him in the elite tier, but he's not there yet. But I will put him in the great tier, and I will let you know. And I have hopefully some Bucks followers of mine in, in the stream that I'm not looking at that know he was my wide receiver one. Ooh. And I had, and that's before I knew any of you guys. I had been begging. For that guy to be drafted. I wide receiver one, wide receiver one, wide receiver one. That's all I talked about was how good he was. One, because I had watched him since high school because UCLA was grinding against USC for the recruitment and he was going back and forth. And when we lost him to USC, I watched, you know, all of his tape at USC. 
And I'm like, this kid is good. People are like, oh, he's going to run a 4740, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, dude, this kid's a baller. Put the pads on. He's ridiculous. He will be elite right now. He's great. Yeah, I got him in the elite tier. You guys summed him up pretty well. But uh, also, he blocks, right? Like, he's a good blocking wide receiver. So you have him in elite. No, I wait. Did you guys say elite? No, no you, just, said, you just said, said I have him in the you elite. You just said team. elite. Oh, if I said elite, I meant to say great. I'm so sorry. <sighs> yeah, I got a little bit ahead me. of myself there. Yeah, no, great. He's in the great tier of wide receivers. Agree with everything you guys said. Also, should be mentioned that he's a great blocker. No, physical. Joe, yeah, love it. Joe, you get to talk He'll about lay you out. He laid out Vontez perfect. He's like, and honestly, that? that was kind of like. A fringe dirty hit, but because it was on Burfick, like I don't care, dude. Like how many the, dirty hits is Fontes Burfick? The had? football gods just, karma more was, than deserved. I, I I hate to say it, but I enjoyed that. <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy hearing Joe try and pitch Larry Fitzgerald for anything other than the good tier at this point. In his uh, Larry Fitzgerald's in the good tier. I, I mean, look, <laughs> <laughs> we the deal with Larry Fitzgerald is. Four of the last five seasons, he's had over a thousand yards. Like, and he still produced in that whatever that offense was that Arizona had last year. I mean, seven hundred thirty-four yards is nothing to be, uh, you know, too upset about, given the context of that offense. I mean, at this point in his career, what is he? Thirty. He'll be thirty-six this year. Six. Thirty-six this year. I mean, he's definitely slowing down. He's a good wide receiver, but at this point, there's no real argument to put him any higher than that. JC. Yeah, he's he's good. He's good. So I think the peak is we he had a Jarvis Landry year in 2016. He had 150 targets for 107 catches and 1,023 yards, 9.6 yards per catch. It's he's lost all his juice, all his explosiveness. You see it when you watch him on film. You see it in the production with the regression in his yards per catch. 2011, he had 17.6 yards per catch. He hasn't had over 12 and a half in any year since. He's just he's a good he's, burst. He, he's a good wide receiver. He's an elite human being, though. I mean, he's a, he's an amazing guy. So also, do, do also you know, good friends with Josh Rosen. Uh, and you, I want to play a round of golf with Josh and, and Larry. That would be great. Joe, what are you saying? Can, can we talk about, like, we have this new, like, Jarvis Landry, whatever it is. Like, people don't like him. Do you know who the original Jarvis Landry was? And I don't think he gets enough credit. Who's Troy that? Brown. Troy Brown with the Patriots. That was, yeah. the king, that was the king of 11 catches for 85 yards. You know? Yeah. I don't think we talk about it enough. Or maybe Josh McCown. Yeah, we're with this. This whole segment was inspired by Josh McCown's Julian Edelman top. I had, five I had wide never receiver. seen those Josh McCown slot oh wide receiver God. highlights. I just saw those that was awesome though, wasn't it? No, I was like, dude, yeah. well, because of course, me being like a Bucks fan, I'm like, holy shit, we're signing Josh McCown, and I'm like watching him dunk the basketball. I'm like, it's good, we're gonna win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I didn't hear that. I am gonna hear your thoughts on Jarvis Landry though, JC. When you're done that white claw, oh, it's almost done. Um, Jarvis Landry, very good, very good wide receiver. Um, very reliable, got great hands, great route runner, great slot guy, very good. 
I think the Dolphins did him a disservice in in the last two years, or I guess essentially his entire tenure there in Miami. You look at his yards per catch. He had nine yards per reception, 10.5, 12.1, and 8.8. Had 112 catches for 987 yards in 2017 before getting traded to Cleveland. Uh, Joe, this might surprise you, but I actually agree with J.C., that I think he's a very good wide receiver in the NFL because he's tough. JC mentioned his hands. His hands are phenomenal. He has some of the most impressive catches as far as things away from his body with defenders draped on him for not a big guy. I like seeing the Browns kind of take the Adam Gase training wheels off him a little bit and give him an opportunity to shine in routes that weren't four-yard crossers where he's never going to get separation and and break off big chunk gains after the catch. Uh, So I think he's not as limited as what Adam Gase made him in Miami over the last two years. But with that said, I think he's a very good wide receiver, but I do think he has his limitations. Yeah, I'm with you in the very good tier. I think that's the right spot to put him. Um, He's so criticized. I I, I don't know why, because he doesn't like win down the field or whatever. But, you know, it's like to me, it's about finding what he does well. And what he does well is very valuable to an NFL offense, especially now with you know, Odell Beckham in the fray, Rashard Higgins is emerging. You've got a field stretcher and David Njoku at tight end. Like, let him work underneath and do do what he does and in, in, in kind of being a zone buster and finding leverage against man. I'm okay with what he does. I think it's very valuable. But I also understand that he's not a great or an elite receiver in the NFL. Very good is the appropriate spot. Okay. Big time now. We got Julio Jones next on deck. It's my turn to lead it off. And let me just say... This man is elite. Going all the way back to his rookie season, the only time that he did not have over 1,100 receiving yards was the season in which he played five games because he got hurt in 2013. He's led the NFL in receiving yardage two of the last four seasons. I don't care that he doesn't find the end zone as often as he should. That's not a Julio problem. That's an offense problem. That's a red zone problem in Atlanta last year problem. Uh... Julio Jones is an elite wide receiver. He's one of the two or three best wide receivers in the entire NFL. JC. Elite. I mean, I don't even say say anything more Let's than elite. Just go, Joe. Yeah, it's one of those deals where, like, when you think about uh, what receivers you don't want to play up against, it's probably the guy you're right at the top of the list, right? You pref- that's, this, that's the one nightmare, 1v1, that really alters the way that you play football against the team that he's on. He's elite. Let me, let me actually let me get some comments in really quick. I shouldn't have skipped that because I'm an NFC South guy, Bucks guy. He's so elite that we have Bruce Arians taking over the Buccaneers, and we have Todd Bowles, best defensive coordinator in the NFL, coming in and drafting his own guys and Sean Murphy bunting and Jamel Dean and getting these long four three corners, press man corners that can try to somehow stop this guy. This guy is so elite that they're literally drafting guys just because of the Falcons and because of Julio Jones, and they know how critical it is to have guys like Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis, these long, lanky, speedy cornerbacks that can play press on this guy and somehow try to try to limit his production. And then even if they give up some separation down the field because they're longer guys – they have a fighting chance of extending and, and disrupting the catch point. That's right. So that's a good point by JC as far as the game plan to try and negate a guy like that. Um, 
Up next, Keenan Allen. Joe, you are due to introduce Keenan Allen and suggest a tier. Keenan Allen's a pain in the ass to play against. I mean, have you have your teams played against him recently? He just keeps the chains moving. It's like you watch him, you're like, I'm not sure he's doing anything special, but nobody can stop this dude. I'm not saying he's elite because we're talking A.B. and Julio Jones, but I think Keenan Allen's a great NFL wide receiver. J.C.? Yeah, Keenan Allen's the guy that comes to the pickup game at the YMCA and he's wearing a hoodie and he drops like 36 on you. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, seriously. Right. Like, yeah. You know, he's, he's just that dude. You know, he's just so smooth and confident. And smooth is the just, best word for him, man. He's just so smooth, just got that hoodie on, just dropping trays and <laughs> just slashing on you, and you're just like, what the hell am I even doing here? Um, yeah, he's yeah, he's great. Great tier. Let's plug him in. I'm not going to argue with you guys. No question. I think just the the kind of the craftiness, and, that, and again, I was trying to put Thielen in that tier, and, and Thielen kind of – Similar strengths and weaknesses with how technical is with his routes and maybe not the most explosive or bursty type guy, but super reliable to catch points. So agree with you guys wholeheartedly that Keenan Allen is uh, definitely a great NFL wide receiver. JC, you get the honor, pristine honor, of talking about America's team and Amari Cooper. So... I like Amari Cooper a lot, but it's one of those things kind of like Juju where I want to see more before I say he's elite, but I want, I'll put him in the great tier. His, I mean, his route running is just insane. You know, I just, I, you know, I don't think he was happy in Oakland. I'm going to put him elite. I'm going to say Amari Cooper, Cooper is an elite wide receiver in the NFL. His route running is insane, dude, and he's got the speed – he didn't like where he was in Oakland, and he's an SEC guy. He's going to be happy in Dallas under those lights, and he's going to perform as an elite wide receiver. That's Listen, my opinion. If he performs at the production level that he played for nine games in Dallas, the production will be there. Joe, I'm going to let you follow up here on Amari Cooper. I think that's what's challenging for me with this discussion about Amari Cooper is that, yeah, if he was – the player we saw in Dallas for those nine games, if he was the player that we saw in in stretches in Oakland, I can get behind the elite tier. But I don't think across those four seasons we've gotten that type of consistency. And whatever the reasons being that he was very inconsistent at times in Oakland, I'm not going to be that quick to forget about it. I'm looking at this great tier. And in this great tier, we have bonafide dudes that have been consistent over, uh, you know, a, a long stretch of times. And I mean, look, I mean, Cooper's had three 1,000 yard seasons in four years a in a situation where it wasn't the most favorable for him. So it's not like he hasn't been great. This is the toughest one so far. I think he really teeters on the high end of very good and on the low end of great. That doesn't answer my question. Well, you know, this is – I'll put him great. I'm also going to put him great. Now – Guys, so, I'm going to have to pee in one of these white claw cans. This that's is... fine. <laughs> you, you do what you got to do, man. We're all friends here. That's perfectly <laughs> fine. Uh, so, Amari, uh, the concerns with Amari, Joe mentioned the, the inconsistency at times with the production. 
the 2017 year in Oakland is very difficult to forget. I think he had a, uh, I think it was a 50%. Let me double check. Yeah, his he catch had, rate was 50%. His, yeah. his catch conversion rate for targets was 50%. Uh, drops are a problem with Amari. So that was a problem coming out of Alabama. That was something to, to make note of. He didn't have the softest hands, but he was super crafty in his routes, and he's pretty dynamic with the ball in his hands and in space. You've seen that, and I think in a situation in Dallas where the offense is much more complementary, um, you'll get more balance in the offense, and that will help Amari be more consistent as a player. But, Joe, you also mentioned he has three 1,000-yard seasons in four tries. So drops are a little bit of a problem. Consistency is a little bit of a problem. But I think the physical tools, the route running, and the situation that he's going into, plus the production, three of 4,000-yard seasons, uh, I can understand why some people may want to plug Amari into very good. But if you told me right now I could trade Thielen and Amari Cooper, I wouldn't argue with either. So we've got uh, – I keep forgetting this Lions guy, Joe. Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones. Why is Marvin Jones on this list? I don't know. Should be Julian Edelman. No, she replaced him with Chris Godwin. Yeah, let's, let's switch him to Julian Edelman. Let's oh, good. It. Yeah. So, so, JC, you introduced Amari, right? Yep. So this is this is pretend if you're watching the Twitch stream that this is Julian Edelman and we get to talk about whether or not Julian Edelman is a top 5 wide receiver in the NFL. No. I don't think anybody on this stream is going to disagree with Julian Edelman not being in the top 5. Uh Edelman averages 10.8 yards per catch for his entire career. He with is Tom a, Brady. He is a career slot receiver. He has in since 2009 he's been playing for 10 years. He has 499 career receptions. He has two 1000-yard seasons in his career. He has never played 16 games in a single season. You can miss me with the elite tier, you can miss me with the great tier. This is very good production coming from a good NFL wide receiver that just so happens to be playing in the perfect offense. Julian Edelman is a good NFL wide receiver. JC. Julian Edelman's a very good wide receiver. Um, just because like some of my friends are friends with him. Oh, well. I have to slander the Patriots. I'm morally obligated to. No, and Joe, I, and Joe's, I went Joe's to a college right outside of Boston. Believe me, I went to college. I went to college 15 minutes from Brad. The Northeast. The, worst, the Northeast. Joe, I, I, I respect that man a lot. You know, you know what Julian Edelman's in the top five of being one of the dirtiest freaking players in the NFL. Oh. This dude, in one game against the Bills last year, th- was fined sixty-three thousand dollars for three separate unnecessary roughness penalties in one game. I seen this dude twice in one football game as a punt returner, call for a fair catch, and then start blocking. He's a dirty ass bitch. Julian Edelman is. Let you me, just um... hate this. Yeah, listen. I'm not. He's not my guy, and he's in the lowest tier we have. Draft dudes, fans, and Twitch. Uh, streamers right now, just remember both of these guys are AFC East fans. 
and they hate Julian Edelman. Correct me if I'm wrong. Right, Julian, Julian Edel- Edelman's a very good wide receiver. Doesn't Julian Edelman also have a uh, suspension for violating the NFL's performance-enhancing drugs policy? All right. All right. Bet. 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 We get to talk about Michael Thomas now. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about somebody who's not only very good, not only great, elite. Michael Thomas. I don't know if you can craft a top three wide receivers in the NFL right now and not include Michael Thomas. I understand he's playing with Drew Brees. I understand he's playing in New Orleans. But the blend of the size and the ball skills and the body control, whether it's high-pointing the football or along the sidelines, hands, Michael Thomas, total package, elite player. Joe. Yeah, he's an elite player. I mean, it just... Model of consistency across three seasons, getting better every single year. He's producing more yards. He's converting oh. more of his his targets. There's no argument against it. He's an elite receiver. JC. Yeah, Michael Thomas, 100% is an elite wide receiver. Um, he's going to get this contract, massive contract extension. I wonder how he's going to feel. You know, whether the, if they win the Super Bowl this year or not. If Drew Brees retires, I wonder how he's going to feel when they tank for Trevor Lawrence. Stop. That's not fair. They cannot have him. They're going to do it. They can't have him. I was on a UK podcast yesterday, or yeah, two days ago, and I was like, who makes the most sense to tank for Trevor Lawrence? And I was thinking, Drew Brees has one solid year left, and I'm pretty sure they've messed with his contract to make sure of that. So if they don't make win the Super Bowl this year, I know they had have Teddy still, but what if they tanked for Trevor Lawrence? Uh, I I've said I would sign myself up for what the Browns went through for two years if it led to Trevor Lawrence at the end of the rainbow. I would go one in thirty one over two years. Do you guys agree that Lawrence that could make sense for the Saints to do that? Like Cameron Jordan's what thirty three, thirty two, thirty three. Like, isn't some of their t- like. Some of their La- some Marcus, some of their key contributors are Lattimore, the cornerback, still in his prime. But like, I would say that the the skill players in New Orleans is their biggest problem if Drew Brees goes because Brees elevates the play of all those guys outside of Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is elite, but you extend beyond that and you think about Teddy Ginn and Austin Carr, and they they lost Ben Watson. Did they sign Jared Cook? Is that who's there? The now? Saints got him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old, yeah. So they, but Jared Cook's not a long-term option. So their their offensive weaponry will experience a very big hit in the passing game if Drew Brees goes. So I'll, I can see them stumbling. I don't know about a tank. Uh, we got a cool callback from every Trevor ever. Uh, the question that we had had about Brandon Cooks in three consecutive years with three separate teams going over a thousand yards. Uh, He said he couldn't find another receiver with three 1,000-yard seasons consecutively with three different teams, but the closest he did find was Tony Martin in 1997 to 1999. Uh, He had two 1,000-yard seasons and was 96 yards away in the third. Mm. Pretty cool. Pretty cool stat. Pretty cool cool. stat. Good. This Trevor guy's unreal. Yes, he is on top of his game. Uh, no love for Traquan Smith. I wasn't a big Traquan Smith guy coming out, to be honest with you. He's good. Yeah, I picked him up in fantasy. I was I was hoping with the injury that he was going to blow up, and he didn't. He's a good straight line athlete. How about those? How about those UCF fans, man? (laughs) 
making Traquan Smith. Traquan Smith's going to be the next uh, Randy Moss. Listen, Traquan was a really hot name there for a little bit in the, no, the, the pre-draft process. I, they were going wild just, for him. I have a lot of buddies down here in Sarasota that all went to UCF and – Oh my god! They all wear like the license plates and stuff. <laughs> Nationals, national champion. No, stop it. Uh, we got four more guys. DeAndre Hopkins is next, and I think when you consider the garbage that DeAndre Hopkins had to deal with for his first few years in the NFL before getting a chance to play with Deshaun Watson, and you look at the production that he still has, Hopkins has played six years. He's got seventy-five hundred receiving yards. 47 touchdowns and over 500 receptions in six seasons. This is an elite football player. Uh, I think he's got the best hands in the NFL, personally. And he plays so much bigger than his size, you would think that he is six foot four with how dominant he is at the catch point. So for me, New Hopkins is an elite NFL wide receiver. JC, I'll let you go next. Absolutely elite. He's my... Number one wide receiver oh, in the NFL. I love you. I know I love you for. A yeah, reason. no, he's he's incredible, man. Like, it, it, I don't care if he doesn't have the four three speed. He is so unbelievable to watch. The plays he makes, oh, it's just I I love that guy. I love that guy, Joe. Yeah, he's elite, and he's still ascending, right? Like as a player, yeah. he's coming off a career season last year, and he's finally has stability for the first time, literally ever. With with uh, Watson, I think it was like five years in a row a different quarterback led Houston in passing, yeah. and Duke Hopkins, Hopkins is still putting up twelve hundred yards. But how about also, he had he had twenty fifteen, he had fifteen hundred yards. Ridiculous. How about the fact that there's always been these Clemson wide receivers after him coming into the draft, like Sammy Watkins and stuff, that would get way more hype than Hopkins ever did. Right. And this kid, it, he's just the spin moves. <sighs> The spin moves? Total package. Dude, sign me up every day. That was my first round pick last year in fantasy football. And that, and that belt That's right sad. behind me. That paid off DeAndre well. Hopkins, Patrick Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey belt right there. What? That's a nice. Oh, we got five teams in your league? <laughs> no, I got – I almost said the F word. I have 12 teams, Joe. Wow, that's a stacked team, sir. You playing with five-year-olds? <laughs> They're listening. <laughs> They're not. They're all about 30. Uh, Odell Beckham is next. Joe, I'm going to let you lead this one in. He's elite, right? I mean, is, he's perfect for today's NFL. Excited to see him with a really accurate quarterback like Baker Mayfield with good talent around him. OBJ is, is an elite talent. JC? Yeah, no doubt elite. I mean, he's... Who would I compare him to? I just what's what's a guy? I don't know who I can compare. Tory Holt. I don't know. No, I'm just thinking of any athlete in any sport that's just has his flair and swag and ability, just like God given ability to do whatever the hell he wants on the football field. Like it's a joke the amount of talent he has. You know, if he just gets his head in the game. And really focuses on being serious with football. I mean, the sky's the limit. I mean, the sky is the limit for that guy. Yeah. He's just unbelievable. I think having Jarvis Landry will help. Jarvis and him really oh, have yeah. a special friendship and relationship as guys that came out of LSU together. And, you know, they've been dying to play together for four years since they came out. So um, 
I also agree that Odell Beckham's an elite NFL wide receiver. Uh, some of the best ball skills down the field. Uh, mm-hmm. Adjustments to the football vertically, tracking over the shoulder. That's where he really shines. And you think about going from Eli Manning as your quarterback to Baker Mayfield and how good Baker can rip it down the field. Exciting potential provided that Odell stays healthy. It's been uh, the last two years he's played in 14 games. So he's got to keep himself right and physically fit. But as far as talent and production to this point in his career, uh, elite. Started his NFL career with three consecutive Seasons of over 90 catches, over 1,300 yards, and over 10 touchdown receptions. And you can tell that he's a soccer player the way he plays. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are soccer fans. I'm a Liverpool guy. I hate to say it. But, like, when you watch him on the field and, like, the way he adjusts the balls, like, just like he would be, like, a forward in soccer, it's just elite watching his movements and his agility. It's just unbelievable to watch. Yeah. We have an, an observation that there's a lot of number 13s on this board. A lot of elite 13s. Michael Thomas. Yeah, that, that became a new fad, Odell didn't Beckham. It? Mike Evans. Mike Evans is 13. Michael Thomas. Is there a single player in here with a number in the 80s? Antonio Brown. Oh, he's the only one. Like, literally <laughs> the only one. Uh, Jarvis Landry is 80. Okay. Yeah. How but about, other than that, like, yeah. Everybody else is let... 10s. You know what the Roger Goodell let the NFL players wear whatever number they want to wear. Double zero. Who's wearing double zero? Let them wear whatever they want. Andy Benoit emphatically disagrees with you. I don't know who you are. (laughs) It's good. Just kidding. It's good. You should. Okay, Ty Hilton. Uh, JC, I think you're up first on Ty. T.Y.'s um, a great wide receiver. I like it. Uh, um, He is such a crucial part for Andrew Luck's success. Um, He separates amazingly. He just makes big big plays, and he's a huge part of the Colts' success. And also with the Colts, I mean, they're an up-and-coming team. I think they're going to be a contender they're just making great moves. Chris Ballard's a great GM. I, I like a lot a lot of things about Indianapolis. So it's pretty incredible. You look at T.Y. Hilton and his production, first of all. He's been in the league seven years. He's averaging 16 yards per reception on 507 catches. So he's got tremendous amount of consistency as far as making plays down the field, utilizing his speed. He's been a volume Past catcher, he has six straight seasons of over 100 targets, but he's never been like super high volume. He only has one career season where he's caught over 90 balls. Uh, and he's managed to sustain the yardage production despite missing Andrew Luck in 2017. He still had 966 yards on 57 receptions. It's pretty incredible what he's been able to do. So uh, very consistent. I don't necessarily think that he is elite, but I would have to put him in the great tier, Joe. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think he's he's kind of like one of these really underrated guys that, you know, he, it's easy to kind of peg him as like a vertical guy, but he's really proven to be a lot more than that guy that can work the underneath area. He plays much bigger than like 5'10", whatever he's listed at. I think he's perfect for for today's NFL. I think he's perfect for Andrew Luck. He's perfect for Frank Reich's offense. 
and just very quietly been one of the most productive receivers in the game since 2014. So put some respect on this man. He's great. Yeah. And then our last player is Tyreek Hill. And we're going to segment Tyreek Hill the person from Tyreek Hill the football player. And we're only going to talk about Tyreek Hill the football player on the field. For a smaller guy, he's played in 47 games in three seasons. He's entering his fourth year in the league. He had 1,479 receiving yards last year. And um, super dynamic. He's, he's another one of those players who's in that perfect scheme fit of his skills and strengths versus being a complimentary receiver to everything else that the team has around him. You think about the Chiefs and Travis Kelsey. And his presence as a physical receiver in the middle of the field. Patrick Mahomes and his arm talent. His willingness to hold the ball and allow things to develop down the field. If I were to tier Tyreek Hill as just a football player. Segmenting everything else. All the other noise. I think he's a great NFL wide receiver. Because this is the era of NFL football. That you can be the stature that Tyreek Hill is. And you can still shine because of how sudden he is how quick he is at the line of scrimmage, how elite his acceleration is. Now, with that said, catch point's not great because of his stature. He's not super tough in traffic. So he settles in the great tier as a football player for me. Joe, I'll let you follow. Yeah, I think that's the right spot for him, Kyle. I agree with you on the great tier. Um, 2018 was an unbelievable season. If he starts stacking those together, then he gets into that elite tier. And, you know, the Perfect era of football for him, perfect offense for him, perfect quarterback for him. And, um, you know, not digging into anything about his off-field stuff on the field. He's great hovering on that elite tier. JC, any thoughts? Sorry, on- guys. I just I want to apologize about that ba- bathroom break, but that was brought to you by King Wipes and <laughs> Mango White Claw. Um, as far as uh, Tyreek Hill... Um, yeah, I will. I will put him in the great tier. I'm gonna keep the off-field stuff not in this subject, but I will say he is in the NFL at the perfect time. This is it's becoming. Um, I don't want to say flag football, but the rules are perfect for a guy like Tyreek Hill to get loose and play some flat, some backyard football with Patrick Mahomes throwing him in the ball. I mean, especially with a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, he can make a guy like Tyreek Hill elite. Because of the time he buys with his arm and that he can just chuck it and let Tyree go and find it like a center fielder. Um, it's He's a very talented dude, but we'll see what happens well, with him off the field. Especially with the spacing that Kansas City plays with, too. They, they stretch you out so much, they create the space for him to just run into space. Exactly. And, and it's, it's, it's the best way to play because you have a elite quality in the speed that nobody can run with him one-on-one. Uh, so to summarize... We have five elite NFL wide receivers in this consensus tier. Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, and Odell Beckham. Those are not in order. It's just the order we got to them. And then we have eight great NFL wide receivers. We have Mike Evans, A.J. Green, Brandon Cooks, Juju Smith-Schuster, who is subbing in for the picture of Doug Baldwin from the Tier Maker app that we're using, Keenan Allen, uh, Amari Cooper, T.Y. Hilton, and Tyreek Hill. We have 
four very good NFL wide receivers, I am taking great exception with you guys slotting Adam Thielen in the very good tier. Devontae Adams is also in this tier. Stephon Diggs is in this tier. Jarvis Landry's in this tier. And then we have three receivers in the good tier. Alshon Jeffrey, Larry Fitzgerald, and Julian Edelman, who is subbing in for Marvin Jones on the Tier Maker app. Guys? Yeah, if I if I could get a mulligan, I would put uh I would put Thielen. Done. He's up. Feeling up because Brad Kelly's just going to be like so livid. And I actually, yeah, we, I was too low on him. He's, he's, he needs to go up. Joe, do you want to, do you want to Molly? Because I'm sticking with great. So Thielen's up now. He's in the, he's in the great tier now. Yeah, he's great. Thielen's great. No, I like it. Screaming A wants us to move Amari Cooper down. But you, JC, you put him elite, right? Well, so like the way I put him elite was more of like I was ignoring his Raiders career because, <laughs> because because I didn't. I'm sorry, I didn't. I just it didn't do anything for me. I just think his mind, like mentally, he just checked out. I think it was one of those things. He's like an SEC guy. He needs to be. I mean, look at what Randy Moss was like in Oakland, and then what exactly. happened when he went to New York? You know England? what I'm saying? He checked out. And I actually lived there for that. But, um, yeah, I, I think you will see Amari Cooper become an elite wide receiver. So maybe I should take a second mulligan and put him nope, at No, you only get one. And you're All right, then fine. Well, He's keep him stay elite. there. He's got to stay That's there. my hot take. Amari Cooper is an elite wide receiver. Okay. That's uh, why I was, never, I was never mad about that trade. Everyone's freaking out on Twitter like, oh, my God, Jerry Jones gave up a first-round pick for Amari Cooper. I'm like, so the – what you could say the f word if you want to it's okay oh come on bad for the brand terrible for the brand. <laughs> joe what were you gonna say i want to make sure that i get this correct but how in the world did brad kelly do an entire series ranking the pass catchers in the nfl and the jets got to the championship round of the afc without a player that we're even thinking about for this I mean, their conversation. Best, their best receiver is Robbie Anderson and then Quincy Inua. Was it – maybe he had them like – it might have been the final four because I thought it was the Chargers and Colts as the finals in the AFC. But he had like the, the Jets going pretty far, and I really don't understand that. I don't know. It's always good to slander Brad when he can't be here to defend yeah, yeah. No, no defense. Uh, somebody had requested us to rank – the elite tier and I don't want to add another 10 minutes onto this. So Joe, I would just ask you who your preferred number one is out of the five guys that we have in the elite tier. Because uh, yours is Julio. Cause JC and I have both. Yeah. DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. And Joe's going Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there you go. So we won't rank all five just cause we've been going for about an hour already, but Joe's taking Julio Jones as his number one. JC and I are taking DeAndre Hopkins. And listen, guys, we hope you enjoyed this. Uh, Make sure you give us some positive feedback, uh, what you enjoyed. If you have a topic you'd like to hear us discuss on another one of these Twitch streams, Uh, this is technically Draft Dudes, but this was also twitch.tv slash the Draft Network. Joe, JC, and myself, we want to thank all of you who tuned in. We had a great, 
audience with us the entire time on a Thursday night at 11 o'clock at night. If you miss the stream live, you're listening to Draft Dudes, check us out. Keep an eye on social media. We'll let you know when we're back at it. Kyle Krabs signing off with the crew. Thanks, as always, for listening and watching to the Draft Dudes podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.